This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Step One Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And today, uh, we wanted to take some time to talk about the things that are happening in Iran and the history, uh, and a brief history, rather, of the women uh, there that have, been making, that have been making history for decades now in this fight for women's rights, essentially. Um, and from what I'm gathering in, in many of the articles that we've been reading, they have been a strong force. Whether or not you want to believe that, whether or not you want to see like all of the back and forth that's happened in the past years, and I'll as a reminder, especially for those of us in the Western uh, area, specifically the U.S., we get a very whitewashed version of what is happening. And even on top of that, the Western Christian version of that. And if you if you know, you know when I say those <laughs> words. Uh, because as a person who grew up in the South, who uh, grew up in a Christian home, and when I say Christian, I mean extremely conservative Christian, you have this picture of what Iran and when it comes to uh, their beliefs, their ideals, and what's gone on in history for a long time, what happens, uh, what we see versus what is actually happening. But when it comes to uh, women's rights and fighting for equality, the women in Iran have been doing it for years, have been risking their lives, and have always been there. That's just something I think is really important that we make sure that we say out loud um, and not fall for the, I guess, lies, essentially, fabrications that we have as if we're in any superior uh, stance. Because obviously in the U.S., we're really low on the chart of equal rights. That was just a rant to the side, but <laughs> I think it's important that we acknowledge that as well. Um, also, this does uh, need a content warning, obviously, with the news that is coming out of Iran and all the things that are happening, uh, the brutalities and the fightings and the conversations uh, that has happened recently. 
is a hard subject, um, but it's something that we can't ignore and we refuse to ignore and definitely want to acknowledge what is happening. So for a quick review, on September 13th of 2022, Masa Amani, a 22-year-old Kurdish woman, who, by the way, is probably one of the most oppressed uh, group of people in that area, was detained by what is known as the Morality Police or the Guidance Police, uh, also known as Gashti Irshad uh, in Tehran, which uh, is used in Iran to enforce the Islamic codes uh, in public, including dress codes. Amini was arrested for allegedly inappropriate dress code um, for not correctly wearing her hijab. Uh, According to the regulations, all women, quote, above the age of puberty, which, by the way, is loosely interpreted, must wear a head covering and loose clothing in public. Uh, And according to reports, Amini had been wearing a head covering, but uh, had shown some of her hair, and for that, she was arrested. Uh, And many have discussed that when it comes to the interpretations of the law, because again, it just kind of says it and it's very loose in its wording. That interpretation has uh, been left to the power of the people there, those who are in power, giving them the power to interpret as they wish. Um, And when Amini was detained, she was taken to the station for a, quote, re-education of the laws, but would later be taken to the hospital where she died. Uh, And according to the initial police reports or what what people were told, her death was reported as heart failure, But there is evidence of severe police brutality, and I have a feeling you may have seen some of the photos that was released. Her brother reportedly told people that the police were not forthcoming in providing information and was really sketchy about what would happen. When he saw her at the hospital, she was in a coma, um, and it seemed to go against the report that he was given by the police. Right. So the death of Amini was the catalyst for the protest happening in Iran today, but isn't new to the country, and like many of the other protests, this has been spearheaded by a lot of the Iranian women. Um, Some historical context for us to know, and yes, this is very, very brief. It wasn't until after the Islamic Revolution in 1979 that women were required to wear hijabs in public, and the history of the revolution is a complicated look at the overall history of Iran. Initially, the beginning of the protest and revolution was started to overthrow the rule of a repressive monarchy, which led to the placement of the Islamic Republic in April in 1979. The revolution was violent and massive and involved many people from different backgrounds and social groups tired of the cruelty of the monarch at the time. Soon after, the new regime placed conservative-slash-religious rulings and laws throughout the land, limiting the freedoms and rights of many, and especially women. Right. So in 2009, the Green Movement occurred, where thousands of protesters came out in response to voting issues and voting fraud. Many people were killed and injured throughout the protest, but it did open doors for a conversation about uh, more moderate leadership later down the road. So it didn't happen at that point. In 2016, uh, women organized to use their votes to seek and gain more seats within the government. They organized by using social media and releasing videos countrywide, encouraging women to run for seats with the, quote, campaign for women to win 100 seats. And don't know if that happened with 100 seats, but they did increase by 30%. Uh, Many women from the 2009 Green Movement who left Iran uh, went out all across the world because of the fear, because they were a leadership. And of course... The government was, wasn't so happy about that, but they continue to campaign and advocate for the rights of women within uh, Iran, out, even though they weren't there during this time. And with the organizing and continued fighting, they were able to obtain a less restrictive leadership under the president at the time, Hassan Rouhani, 
The laws still were in place, but it was less restrictive and less enforced. But the last year, after the ultra-conservative Ibrahim Rahisi was declared president, the conservative laws have tightened, uh, including the forceful use of the guidance police for strict enforcement of hijab laws and other dress code violations. And yes, there's contention in the fact that he was elected. Many feel that this was a voter fraud, essentially, that they uh, they cheated in his way in and pushed his way in to the presidency at that time. And though many Iranians, both uh, conservative and more moderate, voice concerns over the strict enforcement, the current president has not changed his stance, but has in fact leaned in more, stating that the unrest and dissatisfaction in the rule was due to, quote, foreign interference. Yeah. Which brings us back to today. Um, Though Masa Amini's death was the final straw to the protest and revolting in Iran, many stories have been told of women being abducted and taken for re-education and returning beaten, bruised, and traumatized by the police. And though the police and government did try to hide the murder, a reporter, Nilufar Hamedi, a female journalist, published the incident in the Iranian Daily. And according to her colleagues, she has been arrested and is currently in solitary confinement in prison as of September 26th. Right. So she t- she was brave enough to tell this story, but we don't know what's happening. Yeah. And obviously there's been others arrested for that same thing, uh, uh, arrested for inciting revolts and, and lies and spreading lies about the government. So there's a lot of uncertainty about what is happening. And then since then, women in Iran and all over the world have been taking off their scarves and coverings and even cutting their hair in protest and solidarity. The first night of the protest, over 50 women locked arms together, blocking an intersection, calling others to join them. And they did. And many men even joined to the point they actually built a bonfire that night so that the women could throw their scarves or their hijabs into the fire as a way of protesting. Um, and the protests have spread worldwide and have spread all over, over at least 31 provinces in Iran as well. And according to one report, the focuses on the current protests are two specific demands, dignity and freedom, uh, with the slogan, women, life, freedom. And that's been plastered everywhere, which is amazing. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. 
So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. The fight has cost many their lives. Um, forceful tactics have been used by the government, including drone attacks in crowded areas like schools and areas that are seen as where the opposition may be in the eyes of the government. And the death toll is rising, though the numbers are not clear. But um, range from 45 to 75 deaths, um, that's the estimate, and hundreds more injured. Right now, internet access across the country has been spotty at best, and many aren't able to get their stories out as to what is happening. Right, as in fact, uh, I don't think we in the in the United States it didn't come to us till a week later, I believe, uh, from what was happening and why it was happening. Of course, again, it wasn't until that the reporter Hamidi. Uh, told about the incident that many didn't know what was exactly what was going on. Um, of course, again, this is not a new incident. In 2017, another woman who actually publicly took off her hijab was persecuted as well, and that, that started a small uh, protest. But this is really igniting some conversations and getting worldwide attention. Um, and though we are limited in helping out during this time, one common request is that we continue to talk about what is happening there and to continue to speak out loudly about the injustices the women are suffering. So what are some things to do to help? Well, one of the things that they've, again, requested is that we do reshare videos that are being spread. It's not a lot of information that's coming out of Iran, again, because of the lack of internet access. Um, and yes, the government are, is responsible for this and turning things off. Uh, they are definitely being watched constantly and under threat constantly, so not a lot's been shared, um, but that if we do understand what's happening, to repost it, reshare it, and talk about it more and more, make sure the truth is getting out. Another thing, a conversation has happened is that the U.S. has placed a lot of sanctions in Iran in protests, but honestly, it only hurts lower economic uh, society, and we know that as a whole, that the rich only keep getting richer and they're fine. Um, maybe have a conversation with our congressman hmm, or our representative about what they're doing as uh, in, in assisting without sending soldiers or without sending military because that is not something that they need. We know one of the problems that has happened is that the U.S. has interfered when they shouldn't and sometimes interfered when they should. But right now, they are. this is not something that they have requested from what we understand. They're not asking the U.S. to send military. That is not a solution because obviously when they do, if it does help, when they leave, it puts them back into square one and it's not at all a solution. Um, but that may be a conversation about sanctions, about assisting monetarily or at least um, understanding that, yes, they are fighting uh, without any supplies. Um, FYI, if someone is trying to raise money for Iran, that's not a thing. They can't get money from us because of those sanctions that we talked about. So don't believe and don't donate to anything. That, that's not, that doesn't exist at this point in time. And then also another thing to remind ourselves and everybody, when it comes to things like religious freedoms and hijabs, 
if they choose, like just understanding that it should be a choice, point blank, whether it is to wear one or it isn't to wear one. And it has nothing to do with us, especially if it's not our, our religion or our culture. It has nothing to do with us, but us to respect other people's choices, point blank. And that if a woman who is, who that is a part of their culture, if they feel safe and more comfortable wearing it, then we, we should respect it and move on. But if it's something that they think is a, uh, oppressive and they don't want to do that, we should also respect that and move on or at least stand up for what they believe is safe and comfortable for them. And I think that's a big conversation that gets left out when we talk about uh, Middle Eastern controversies or conflicts is that we are not listening when they say this is what they want or why or how they want it to go about instead of just taking on this usually mistaken uh story and narrative that wasn't ours to begin with. And I think that's the big conversation we need to have for us at Sminty. And Annie, tell me if I'm speaking out of turn. We want to make sure that we sit back and listen before we talk. And that is something that's always been important to us, that when it comes to talking about things worldwide, that we're respecting the people, the women, the non-binary people out there, that that is affecting them, that we are listening to what they need and that we are meeting them where they're at and making sure that we're not over-speaking or speaking for them at all. So that's why, if you're wondering, it took us this long to even talk about it, as we are pretty pretty current, I will say. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. Annie? Yeah. But we think it's so important that we sit back and listen before trying to charge ahead with our own passions. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And um, I think that's really, really important. So yeah, just keeping those things in mind is very important. And as always, we value so much when we hear from listeners who um, are in these areas that we're talking about, who have more experience, who we can listen to and uplift and then be able to share uh, your stories and your resources. So thank you. Thank you for that. And if there is anyone um, in Iran who knows about this, who has resources, uh, as always, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at stephaniamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stephanonevertoldyou. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you, Christina. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. 
Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Come.